Welcome back to the Weekly Rundown with Atlas. The official podcast by Monash International Affairs Society. We are your hosts, Shania and Fibianca. Hey everyone. Hey. We're back. Um, we had a very few hectic weeks in the past month or so um, mm-hmm. happening around the world. Everything is happening. Um, I think we should go straight into it, Shania. Yeah, it's stuff. been extremely busy. There's been so much news going around. So we've kind of picked out two things that we kind of felt stood out a bit because there is so yes. much going on that we would not yes. be able to cover all of it. Exactly. But of course, as usual, guys, please um, open up your eyes, read what's happening in the news. I know it's a lot, but try to stay informed. And and exactly, it's great that you're here tuning into our episode. But yeah, um, keep your eyes open and peeled, guys. Um, we have the Russia's shift to drone mm-hmm. use. Um, Shania, do you want to cover us on that? Yeah, of course. So within the last week or so, we've begun to see things really ramp up between Ukraine and Russia. On Tuesday, yeah. Russian forces targeted critical energy infrastructure in Ukraine, leaving a city within the country without any water or electricity. So they're running on um, like saved up energy and the mm. hospitals are also using that energy, which obviously is not, not ideal. ideal. Yeah. No. And while this wasn't the first time, on Wednesday, we also saw a barrage of kamikaze drones, which were used by Russia to carry out strikes in Ukraine. So mm. for those who may not know, kamikaze drones are attack drones that cruise towards their target before plummeting at a velocity and detonating on impact. The Ukrainians mm. have actually nicknamed them mopeds for the loud whirring noise the engines make when f- they fly overhead. So these mm. drones are extremely fast and they're also able to fly at a low level, which means that they can avoid Ukrainian radars. But while drones may be cheaper, especially in comparison to ballistic missiles, they're also a more flexible and efficient option for a country waging war. But mm. there are still significant consequences as there is with, you know, any weapons use. Mm -hmm. It can be difficult to define targets with drones and they can also result in high collateral damages. Oh, definitely. And I think we've all seen a fair share of, um, I guess, like war movies and stuff, but it's definitely super daunting to see this in Mm -hmm. real life. I've been seeing a few videos and Mm -hmm. um, a few TikToks online of um, how Ukrainians are trying to adapt back to their usual lifestyle Mm -hmm. and it's just I think it's 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 crazy because I feel like the war is still going and mm-hmm. things are ramping up and I just hope to see like peace because it's yeah. really tough like things are just getting worse and worse yeah but, exactly um, but I guess like what is a really interesting question that is like but why mm-hmm. are the Russians using these drones like instead of ballistic missiles like other than the fact that they're more economically um, yeah Yeah, so one of the main factors why is, you know, the cost. The cost of using cruise and ballistic missiles was too high for the Russians and using drones is significantly cheaper. But it also allows the Russians to keep Ukraine under pressure, particularly the civilian Mm. civilian population. Mm. Robert Parsons, who is the foreign affairs editor for France 24, mentioned that it's clear that through these drone attacks, the Russians aren't going to change anything on the battlefield but it does allow Russia to put psychological pressure on the Ukrainian population and allow yes. leadership in Moscow to show the critics who may say that they aren't taking this war into Ukraine enough that they are in yeah. fact doing it, um, even though 
despite the casualties and damage caused, it doesn't seem to be having much of an impact on Ukrainian morale. Interesting. I think that's mm-hmm. a really interesting um, take for both yeah. sides, um, especially when you said that it allows the leadership in Moscow to show critics mm-hmm. who may say that they are taking this war to Ukraine enough. Like, I feel like, I don't know, isn't that just a little bit, like, it, it's like they're trying to show their own side yeah. that they're trying to do enough. It's crazy. Yeah. They're trying to place the leadership in Moscow, mm-hmm. yet they're also trying to worsen the morale of the Ukrainians. And I just... Mm-hmm. It's bizarre. There's always two sides to the coin, isn't there? Yeah, exactly. Um, and I guess this is the approach they're taking in terms of their war fighting methods. Exactly. Oh, mm-hmm. gosh. Um, but yeah, I guess another question our listeners must be wondering is, mm-hmm. how are these drones being acquired? Where did they come from? Yeah, so the way in which the drones are acquired can be seen as a bit problematic in some ways, I guess. The uh-huh. accusation is that Iran has been supplying um, Shahed-136 drones to Russia. Mm-hmm. Russia hasn't commented on this at all. Iran has denied it. And the US mm-hmm. is convinced that Iranian drones are being used by the Russians. The main okay. issue here is that this supply of drones would be a violation of the United Nations resolution, which would bar Iran from buying or supplying any weapons. And Mm. as the former US ambassador to the United Nations, John Bolton said, it's an indication of what the new entente between Russia, Iran and China will look like. The European foreign policy chief also said that the EU is looking to enforce further sanctions against Iran if it is proven that Iran is involved in this. But that's I think that was that's very interesting, especially because we have heard about yeah. we heard about Iran in our last episode as well. And this kind yes. of ramps things up in another exactly. sense. I mean, I guess in a way, just looking at it holistically, mm-hmm. it does make sense why Russia and Iran would be working together. I mean, yeah. as per our last episode, mm-hmm. it's kind of that they're both kind of outcasted right now in this mm-hmm. global arena. So in a way, they kind of need to support each other. So yeah. um it's interesting. But it's kind of not unexpected. Yeah, we it's not. An, it yeah, definitely, it's not an unexpected. But it is also interesting to see mm-hmm. these kind of new allyships forming slowly. Exactly. We can kind of see it happening. Exactly, and something yeah. to be uh, taking note of. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Another interesting lens to look at this through is through like the Israelis' lens. Um, yeah. in terms of oh, what yeah. do the Israelis think about this so mm-hmm. from what I researched they don't they you know wouldn't really want the Iranians testing their drones in Ukraine through Russia mm-hmm. and it's quite likely that we will see greater involvement on the side of Ukraine through weapons supply and defense by Israel which is an area that they're very experienced in that's definitely something that we'll be also covering on um hopefully Hopefully it doesn't escalate that far, but yeah, hopefully be there not. to update you guys on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Fabianca, you wanted to give us some insight into Liz Truss's resignation, the UK Prime Minister. Yes, this was coming in hot for me last mm-hmm. night, actually. So today's the 21st of October. Um, news broke out last night, the 20th mm-hmm. of October. I think it was yesterday for you as well, because currently yeah. um, Shana is in the UK. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, so yes, um, Liz Truss has announced her resignation uh, just six weeks um, in her role. Uh, mm-hmm. It was called the shortest tenure as a prime minister yeah. in the UK history. Yeah. Um, 
honestly, it has been a tough six weeks for her, I think we'll yeah. say. Um, mm-hmm. She was sworn in, I'm pretty sure. And then yeah. a day after, Queen Elizabeth passed. Yeah. And then there was just a lot of backlash she faced. Yeah. So let's just kind of understand like her history. Who is she? Yeah. So, <laughs> Miss um, Truss was elected on the 6th of September. She was um, elected to lead the Conservative Party by its members, not mm-hmm. the broader electorate, I must emphasize. And this, and she only received support from her um, around third of the party's politicians. She was not voted in by the public, just mm-hmm. by its members. Because if we may have remembered, um, she was elected um, after uh, Mr. Boris Johnson was ousted. So mm-hmm. yeah, that's why she was elected immediately after yeah. um so quick background from her she had promised tax cuts funded by borrowing deregulation and a shop shift to the right on cultural and social issues um that's a bit about her mm-hmm. but facts to simplify is yeah. that she received a lot of backlash during her short term mm-hmm. as within the week she was forced to sack her finance minister and her mm-hmm. closest political ally uh, mr quasi quartin mm-hmm. um because he unveiled a 45 billion pounds of tax cuts in her third mm-hmm. week. Yeah. Um, Shania, I don't know if you had heard this. Actually, were you mm-hmm. in the UK then? I don't think you were. I don't think I was yet. Yeah, but she was blamely, widely blamed for reducing the value of the pound and panicked financial markets. And although mm-hmm. almost all that has now been res- um, reversed, uh, Mr. Quartin was sacked um, mm-hmm. as chancellor. Yeah, no, and, I, I definitely heard about the value of the pound decreasing, which is not great. No, not great. And I'm pretty sure that really freaked everyone out. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, so what, what have people been saying? Oh, yeah. So the main opposition Labour Party and many voters, um, they have called for a general election. Many believe mm-hmm. in that, quote unquote, she has not been voted in. And certainly the policy decisions she had made, none of the British people had asked for any of those. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Which I guess the general enough. public, yeah, it's it's fair enough, and I guess the general public is pretty upset. But I guess um they would have to wait, I believe, another two years to actually vote in someone. Okay. Um, because the Conservative Party, um, uh, they hold a big majority in Parliament, mm-hmm. and um, they will call a nationwide election for not until another two years. Mm-hmm. Um. So Which for now, they'll yeah, a long time. That's why mm-hmm. um they didn't call a general election when yeah. Johnson was um ousted. Yeah. Um. Yeah. For now, they will need to elect a new leader by the twenty eighth of October, mm-hmm. which will be the UK's fifth prime minister in six years. Wow. Crazy. Yeah. Pretty similar to Australia. Yeah. <laughs> Shania. Yeah. It is. <laughs> um. Yeah. But how it works is that um any candidate, um would need the backing of a hundred member of parliaments, mm-hmm. and that if only one candidate passes that threshold. Uh, by this Monday afternoon, actually, London time, your time, Shania, yeah. they will automatically become prime minister. So it could be okay. as soon as Monday. You're, yeah. You have a new plan. <laughs> <laughs> um, we'll, definitely, we'll definitely be updating everyone on this once it happens. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. But um, it looks like two possible candidates right mm-hmm. now, Shania, are the ex-finance minister, Rishi yep. Sunak, and... Penny Mordaunt, who mm-hmm. is a popular former defense minister. Okay. Um, I know, but however, interestingly enough, we could also see the return of Mr. Boris Johnson. Mm-hmm. Um, I've heard this. Yeah, I just think, okay. wow. Like, I know they're from the same party, but I'm just like, it's crazy 
like I didn't know that someone who's ousted can come back (laughs) yeah and also it's interesting that you know obviously he was ousted for a reason and now he may be coming back anyway it is very crazy Mm. I don't know I I'm not a complete expert on um British politics but Mm. hopefully we'll give you guys more insights on that (laughs) yeah yeah we'll definitely be coming back with some updates on this I think Anyways, guys, I hope you guys have um, a great week ahead. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that is it for today for Shania. Yep, I, yeah, yeah. We'll see you guys in next week's episode. Don't forget to tune in to the Weekly Random. Of course. Thank you, guys.